Hi, my name's Lou, and today I'm going to be reading the internet for you. Why? Well, why not? And today's what is going to be another in the lovely series of episodes dedicated to trip reports. Now, this trip report episode is going to be specifically about one drug, and that is the magical Soviet benzodiazepine known as Phenazepam. Now, Phenazepam, if you are familiar with it or unfamiliar with it, also is sometimes called the juice. Now, benzodiazepines, of course, are in the class of drugs like Valium or Xanax or Clonopin, things that are sort of anti-anxiety medicines. They have a tendency to become slightly addictive withdrawal from this unpleasant. But for the most part, people who take them manage to deal with those things. If you ever get off it, you got to be very careful. But Phenazepam is a Soviet benzodiazepine that for the most part in many places in the world has been unscheduled, which means it's neither legal nor illegal. Just no one has made a definitive decision about it. Of course, it should be illegal because it is extremely powerful. And that's why we're reading about it, because the trip reports about it are bananas. Okay, so uh, we're going to jump around from a couple of different sites in this episode. And so the first post we'll read in this episode of Lou Reads the Internet for You comes from bluelight.ru, which is, of course, a well-known forum for people who dabble in drugs to get together and talk about them and other things. But in this case, they're talking about finazepam. This is sort of a famous posting. It's a little bit long, but I hope you find it entertaining. So the first thing we'll read is from bluelight.ru subforum drug discussion subforum trip reports subforum archive-tr in a post entitled Phenazepam, First Time Priceless Warning, by user Piper Methysticum, who writes, Background, I am heavily experienced with sedatives. My favorites are clonazepam, brackets clonopin, temazepam, brackets restoril, and phenobarbital. I'm sure secobarbital, brackets secanol, tweenol, would also be added to that list if I were ever given the opportunity to try it. I have had a few blackouts while mixing benzodiazepines with alcohol before, but the worst up until this experience only lasted two days. That one included 35 milligrams of clonazepam, 75 milligrams of chlorazepate, brackets, traxine, 40 milligrams of oxycodone, brackets, experienced opiate user then, currently opiate dependent, and from what my friend said, over a 12-pack of beer. I have never had a blackout from alcohol alone. Since then, I've been very careful when mixing depressants, at least up until this horrific experience I am about to write about. I want to mention that we are all from out in the country. The closest large city to us is Pittsburgh. This may help readers to picture some of this mess better. I mean, we are somewhat used to large cities, but most of us have lived in the country most of our lives. The places I speak about are all small town cities, and the main city we cop dope at and where some of us live has a population of only around 30,000. Preface. This is going to be a bit different from my other trip reports, as I normally only write reports based on entheogenic experiences and herbal adventures with uncommon brackets to the United States or rare psychoactive plants. However, this is a priceless warning for anyone that may have the desire to experiment with pharmaceutical-grade benzodiazepine powders without a proper scale. I have a scale accurate to about one-thousandth of a gram, but I did not have it in my possession during this experience. Not would it have done any good if I did, as phenazepine is active at five-tenths of a milligram. I'm sure one to three milligrams is plenty for recreational use, even though I'm fairly certain this is not one of the better benzodiazepines. 
story. Well, here we go. First off, I have to mention that at least 90% of this report is seen through the eyes of other people that I was around during this week-long circus because I barely remember anything that happened. Also, there's no discerning the time frame in which these events took place except for the start, before I went to jail, and after I got out of jail. The stories told in between are in no particular order. It all started with me and my girlfriend, quote-unquote A, at one of our friends' trailer. No one else was there, and we were bored, so we decided to dip into the one gram of finazepam powder I had received the day before. As I said, I didn't have a scale at a time, so we just took a knife and swallowed a tiny amount. It was a completely tasteless white powder. After about half an hour, we ended up taking another tiny dose, as we didn't feel too much from the first amount. As far as I know, the night ended there. Nothing outlandish happened, and I remember not being too impressed with it. Somewhere along the line, I ended up at another friend's apartment, brackets, quote-unquote J and quote-unquote L. They are both very fond of benzodiazepines, so I figured they would enjoy the large amount I had of something new. Another friend of mine, quote-unquote G, was there, and he was drunk, acting like an asshole, so I decided to feed him a bump of the powder to knock his ass out. It did. He slept until four in the morning when he woke up concerned that his girlfriend was wondering where the hell he was. His girlfriend lived in the same apartment complex, so me and quote-unquote Jay walked over with him. When we got there, his girlfriend barely said anything other than expressed that she was somewhat worried because she knows how he is when he drinks. Well, G, for some reason or another, had a guilty conscience or maybe even a bit delusional, started screaming, quote-unquote, I didn't fucking do anything. What the fuck is wrong with you? He proceeded to, <laughs> he proceeded to grab her by the neck, and her friend broke it up. Jay and I didn't want to be involved in his episode, so we went back over to his apartment. Yes, I know it was very irresponsible of me to have given him the drug in the first place, knowing how he is, but that just shows how intoxicated I was, as I am a very responsible person when it comes to drugs. Another section... <laughs> Another section of the story began when I was with my friend J.E. and his girlfriend A.N. I suppose we were smoking crack all night while eating massive amounts of finazepam, and for some odd reason, J.E. wanted to partake of some of my D.O.M. with his girlfriend early in the morning. I gave him 5 milligrams and her 3 milligrams. At some point, I ended up with my girlfriend again, still with the last two friends mentioned, and we were on another mission to get money for crack and heroin. Apparently, we showed up at M's house the place we go to do our hard drug deals, and we bought some heroin. I remember doing a couple bags and telling my girlfriend to be careful. What I don't remember is walking back and forth screaming at my girlfriend before we got the stuff to get back in the car while I was walking through the drug dealer's yard, brackets, a drug dealer that I didn't personally know, and my girl was falling into the fence. M and his girl were telling us that we were going to get shot while the dealer was inquiring about what the hell our problem was. Not my type of behavior at all, even though I am a drug addict. I suppose we got the money from J. J I suppose we got the money from J. E. and A. N. Panhandling it from local gas stations and grocery stores. I normally never go for that standard of drug behavior. If I can't manipulate my parents into giving me money or sell drugs to get money, I just don't do drugs. Apparently, we went across the river into W. V. West Virginia, as we live on the border of Ohio and West Virginia, to find some sources to panhandle, and at some point. Some form of quote-unquote logical reasoning hit me. I can't drive, so let my friend J.E. drive who doesn't have a license and is probably so sedated that he forgot he even taken the D.O.M. and whatever was going on seemed perfectly normal to him. We were all taking key bump after key bump of the finazepam and licking it off the knife. Well, of course, here come the police. I was in the passenger seat when one of the cops approached my vehicle about J.E. harassing customers at the gas station we were at. He already had a warrant for stealing $6 worth of gas at that particular store, and I had recently spent a couple of months in jail on a possession of heroin charge in Ohio. 
the police were adamant about searching my car, but I refused to let them. Our girlfriends were half passed out in the backseat, and I told the cops that they were sick, but I was just trying to get them back to Ohio to go home. Well, while we were waiting to get authorization to leave, I reached into the backseat, and the undercover cop sitting at the pump beside me gave a signal to search the vehicle. My girlfriend was so out of it that I'm not even sure if she even knew that there were ever any police there, or perhaps she thought they left while they were searching my car, but she was wobbling around the back of my car talking about the syringes in the trunk. There is no paraphernalia charge in West Virginia, but the cops lied and said he found a bag of dope as well. The shit was in a woman's purse, bag type thing, and for some reason I did think there was half a bag left in my car, so I didn't fight the arrest. So there we were, me and J.E. were off to Moundsville Regional Jail, and the police took the girls to A.N.'s house. The only things I remember about being in that jail was the meal trays, brackets not the food. They were yellow, J.E. being my cellmate, and the arraignment being held in a room with a video where each inmate talked to a fat guy on a screen. J.E. kept asking if he could make a plea, and I was laughing because we weren't even in a court. He was arguing with the fat guy, irritatingly stating, quote, unquote, I just want to make a fucking plea. I don't even ever, I don't even remember being out of my normal clothes. I believe we were in there for two to three days, not really sure, but on the second or third day we got bounded out. J.E. was talking about some big dude wanting to fight us over something, but I don't remember anyone that was there except for us. My mother was the one that drove down to get us, but J.E.'s father was with her as well. I didn't say much, but J.E. and his dad were arguing the whole way home about getting his disability check because he wanted to get... <laughs> I didn't say much, but Jay and his dad were arguing the whole way home about getting his disability check because he wanted to get drugs. This is where things started getting really out of hand. I had no idea where my girlfriend was, and neither did J.E. know where, where A.N. was. So, I went on a search to see what the hell was going on. Here they were together, prostituting themselves in the street for crack and heroin, not to mention sleeping with each other. I didn't know how to deal with it at the time, because my girlfriend has never really been like that. I guess they still had heroin when they were brought back to A.N.'s house, so I ended up getting out of my charges. After sticking it through a day or two, I couldn't take it anymore, so I left my girl on the streets. Somehow, I still had the finazepam powder. I guess the cops never found it in my pocket or something. I don't have a clue. I ended up at home after getting out of jail. I don't think it was the day I got out, but more likely the next day after eating some more of the damn shit. I was being bitched out by my dad for being heavily intoxicated. He thought I was on heroin, and I was swearing to God that I wasn't on anything, but I probably looked like I ate a couple of quaaludes. Here, my best friend, J.I., brackets, I know lots of quote-unquote J friends, sorry, stopped over. D came right behind him, and I guess J.I. was telling him I should probably stop by later and that it wasn't a good time. D isn't quite used to my wild life. He is a friend that I play guitar with sometimes, and he's a few years younger than myself. I guess J.I. and D were in D's car smoking a joint when my dad took off around them in the driveway on his motorcycle, having had enough of the bullshit. And I came running out of the house with a knife to my throat yelling, quote-unquote, you think I'm afraid of death? I'm not afraid to die. I know what comes after this. My neighbors were out on their porches probably thinking, quote-unquote, Quote, what the fuck is this dude on? God, if they only knew. Here's the reason I was slipping. <laughs> Here's the reason I was slipping out because my mom told me she was going to commit suicide by eating a bottle of methadone followed by a bottle of temazepam. I calmed down a little and was yelling at my mother, quote unquote, "Why would you tell me that right now?" J.I. talked me into leaving and agreed to take me downtown so I could get a $50 rock of crack to get my fucking head out of the clouds. I vaguely remember smoking it at his house and up in the woods while we hiked. I was told that I was nodding off hardcore in between hits and that the $50 piece lasted me four hours. Shit, that would be normally gone in like 10 to 20 minutes. At yet another point, I was back at Jay's apartment drinking wine with my ex-girlfriend that left me more than a year before and had been trying to get back together with me. Shit, there was no drug in the world, brackets, apparently, that would have me sleep with that crazy five asterisks. That word can be whatever you want it to be. Asterisk smiles.
Well, I did talk her into, quote-unquote, taking her car to get food when I was really planning to go downtown to get crack. I didn't make it a quarter mile. I remember thinking, quote-unquote, damn, this car has balls. What the fuck am I doing in this yard? I flipped the car over the guardrail, completely totaling it. I have never wrecked a car in my life, and believe me, I have driven under the influence of just about everything. Here comes the police. Of course they thought I was drunk, but I had not had enough wine to get a DUI. The cop, for the life of him, couldn't figure... <laughs> The cop couldn't for the life of him figure out what the hell my problem was. I guess I didn't appear very intoxicated at the moment. The fucked up part is the next day I wasn't even sore from the accident. That's how loose my muscles were from that damn drug. Anyway, I went back to Jay's house and I had to explain what happened. My ex-girlfriend tried to sleep with me anyway. Fuck, I couldn't catch a break. I turned her down. I couldn't bring myself to do it. She still seemed disgusting to me. Jay kept fucking with me. Quote, unquote, are you sure you don't want a condom? While the girl was begging me. I had to bitch at him after the third time he mentioned it. What was funny was that Jay came up to me that night with this baggie when was like, quote, unquote, can you put some of that powder in here so I can save it? Sure, I replied. I scooped some in. An hour later, he did it again. He ended up doing that three times. It was hilarious. He doesn't even remember that. During one of these days, Jay and I went for a hike. <laughs> During one of these days, Jay and I went for a hike in the woods with some kratom. We had an awesome time. A week later, I mentioned something about a vague memory, possibly a dream of walking into the hollow around where I live. Jay was like, quote unquote, yeah, you were with me. It seemed like every day that went by after all this, someone was telling me something else that happened that I had no idea ever existed. A complete week of my life washed away, but I don't ever remember sleeping. Credits. <laughs> These are not credits. Credits. My girlfriend came back to M's house to get drugs with A.N. and her pants were undone and they were giggling with each other while she was trying to put Ann's belt back on after they got kicked out of A.N.'s uncle's house for having sex. My girlfriend is not bisexual. She also went to her mother's house one day, drunk as hell, still blacked out and stole her brother's truck to go to a party. She can't drive a standard. Truck in the woods, things ran over, vehicle damage. She remembered none of this when she spoke with her mom about it after she snapped out of the blackout. I'm not even sure she believes it really happened. A and J.E.'s girl got arrested and he was in court to see her. This was six days after she had taken any of the drugs and she was so out of it she couldn't even recognize her own mother. J.E. couldn't deal with the fact that his girl had slept with mine as well as prostitute herself, so he ended up in jail again on drug charges. The bounty hunters from WV came and got him on a warrant. When he got out, he informed me that he was in the same pod we were in and some of the same people were there. I guess the reason the big dude was so pissed off at me was because I was slamming the phone for some reason or another. The guy was like, quote-unquote, man, that's the only connection to the outside world. And J.E., the guy, was pissed at him because we lost a game of cards and he was supposed to give up his breakfast and didn't. I don't remember playing cards. Seriously, though, picture that. Two dudes from out of state come into this jail pod and act like they run the place when there are people there serving year-long sentences. My God. G, the guy who grabbed up his girl, lost his girl and got arrested. He is banned from the apartment complex. J was calling people yelling, quote-unquote, Praise Mother Russia. Phenazepam is a Russian benzodiazepine for those who didn't know. However, for the most part, Jay and his girlfriend were the only two that stayed home away from the drama, but still suffer severe memory loss from that horrific week. The end. My girlfriend and I have worked things out. She is no longer on the streets. She is very ashamed of everything that she did. And I have forgiven her due to circumstances. All I can say to end this is, if you do not have an appropriate scale, do not experiment with pharmaceutical-grade benzodiazepine powders at least once as potent as alprazolam. Brackets Xanax. This is an account of a massive overdose. I would not be alive today if benzodiazepines affected the GABA receptors the same way that barbiturates do. I am still lucky to be alive due to all the other drugs, brackets, including other benzodiazepines that weren't mentioned that I ingested during this mess. And psychedelicious ads. Holy Jesus. Glad you're alive and still kicking, man. Good luck sorting through that shit.
Good luck sorting through the shit. Yeah. Good luck sorting through the shit that must have sprayed all over the room after it hit the fan. Heart emoticon for you and your loved ones. Uh, and Piper Methysticum writes, "Yeah, I understand it. It's a lo- it is a long. It is long, but depending on your sense of humor, you might laugh a little." And. And the rapture ads, no, it's not funny. It's fucking sad. I seriously think you need to reevaluate your entire fucking life before you end up in prison for life. Or worse, dead. I see no mature behavior at all in your post. How old are you? It seems like you are way too young to handle drug use. I want to see you clean yourself up a bit. We don't need this kind of trouble. And the way it appears you are headed, you have lots of that kind coming your way. And Piper Methicum replies, I'm 23 years old, and I am very responsible with drugs. I've done just about everything under the sun in half of Shulgin's lab. I have been been completely clean for the past month. I have been reasonably clean since the incident talked about in this report. I I know there is no mature behavior in the report. That... That's the point. I wrote it for entertainment and as a warning for anyone that thinks they can eyeball 0.5 milligrams to 1 milligram of fine white powder. I never behave that way. That's just how bad I overdosed. That's just how bad I overdosed. I didn't have a clue of what was going on. All I knew was I wanted more drugs and now I have no idea why. I wanted to add something to this as well. I understand that I understand where you are coming from. You don't know me, but a lot of people on BL do. I have contributed a lot to the Trip Reports Forum. This is a story of an unfortunate part of my life. I'm lucky to say the least, but I have much more to live for than drugs. You mentioned that I may be way too young to quote unquote handle drug use. First of all, I am a drug addict. First off, I am a drug addict. There is no way to properly handle drug addiction while using or being a responsible junkie. I am going through a recovery process and I'm straightening out my life as far as drugs that still will, as far as drugs that will as far as drugs as far as drugs that will still be part of my life I am very responsible with. I don't drink alcohol hardly at all and if I do I drink Fetzer Merlot. <laughs> and if I do I drink Fetzer Merlot wine usually infused with blue lotus petals. I am into experimenting with psychoactive plants quote-unquote, non-entheogenic. And I'm very much into entheogenic, quote-unquote, brackets, psychedelic, into the, and I'm very much into the entheogenic, brackets, psychedelic world. I'm sorry, but you have no right to judge me at all, let alone, let alone over one bad decision, no matter what the consensus, (laughs) let alone, let alone over one bad decision, no matter what the consequences could have been. Quite frankly, if my life were still headed in that direction, I'd rather be dead. Please don't let please don't take this the wrong way. I just don't want you to get an overall impression of me based on this report. And we'll move from that forum to a new thread in a different forum, also familiar to these podcast listeners, known as drugs-forum.com. And we'll read from a thread there. In the drugs forum, subforum, downers, and sleeping pills subforum, depends on azapine subforum, in a thread started by Dr. Gonzo entitled the nightmare, <laughs> the nightmare finazepam experience to end them all. And it goes like this. Quote, unquote. I lost days, weeks to the benzo. 
Apparently, I traded my would-be girlfriend in bed to our 50-year-old dealer for a dime of meth. I don't remember doing it. I don't remember any of it. I thought the guy wouldn't go through with it. I begged him not to do it. I attempted suicide after being told the deal I had made. This was back in March. I, just now I have found out that it happened. He fucked her. Things are clearer now. Now I can see why she doesn't cuddle with me anymore. Now I can see why she acts so differently with me now. She says she doesn't hate me, but I can't see how she could not. I hate myself. Now more than ever. I don't remember any of this deal with the devil, but that doesn't excuse anything. She has finally told me. She said she had first planned on never telling me and told the guy to never under any circumstances to let me in on it. I just called this guy and he said, quote unquote, hell no, nah, but I would tear that pussy up if she put it up or something to that effect. At first, <laughs> at, <laughs> at first I was relieved that he didn't. Then I realized that this girl wouldn't joke around about that. She just told me this literally 10 minutes ago. I hate myself so goddamn much right now. And I'm fairly experienced with benzos. I take 900 milligrams of temazepam along with 15 milligrams of clonazepam and can still remember the night. I thought finazepam was great at first, but then I started to black out. I didn't show this substance the respect it deserves. More importantly, I acted like a drug freak. And I showed no control or any semblance of morals. I don't know how if I could ever make it up to this girl. I want to beat the shit out of this guy, but he is pretty ghetto and always carries a gun. <laughs> I always said that the only thing worse than a pig is a narc, but right now I want to call the cops on this guy. I want this to be a bad dream. I wish I had succeeded in killing myself. If it would make her feel any better, I would off myself. Things will never be the same. I don't know how I could ever look myself in the mirror. Please be careful with finazepam. It's no joke. It's as strong as you think and it takes a while to take effect so you take more and more until you black out. As far as I'm concerned, I let him rape her. I love her. She said she did it because she was afraid the guy knew where our houses were. I said he wouldn't do anything. I didn't think the situation was serious because it sounded too extreme to be true. I am lower than shit. I can't believe that I agreed to that. There is no way I would have done it if I wasn't in a complete blackout. I don't know what I'm going to do, but please respect this substance. Swim. P.S. Swim is going to have to learn to live with himself. Or not. And of course, Swim is an acronym for not incriminating yourself in a story, which stands for someone who isn't me. And purple drink ads. Phenazepam is the worst drug I've ever used. It's what we call a Soviet benzo. Every time I take it... <laughs> Every time I take it, the first effect is that I black out. I literally can't remember a single thing that happened during any of my time under the influence of finazepam, and it lasts well into the next day. And during the week of 13 April 2010, my, my partner started experimenting with finazepam. By the 20th of April, he'd attempted suicide twice, been sectioned twice, and arrested and accepted a caution of assault brackets on me. We have been together 12 years, have two children, and were due to be married this summer. My partner went from a super intelligent guy to a vegetable in less than a month. He speaks like Barney Gumble. He can't tie his shoelaces. He can't drive. He doesn't know what day of the week it is. He can't count. He remembers very little of what happened. The doctors say his quote-unquote cognitively impaired and has to have a CT scan next week to see if there's any permanent damage to his brain. He is now being treated for depression after the suicide attempts and slowly being withdrawn from benzos with the help of a local drug addiction clinic. He is still partially in denial about what has happened. He is paranoid and claims I am quote-unquote controlling him. I have to control his access to pills because he can't count them and he can't remember what he has already taken. Now he cannot work and I am working reduced hours from stress and because he needs constant care, he falls over in the bath and down the stairs. He is very lucky that he has a loving family and friends around, but after months of hell, I can't cope. I can't sleep and I have lost half a stone in wit. 
I have just sent him to his parents for a few days so I can get some respite. I don't know what the future holds for us. The wedding is off. I may never get my partner back. My children may lose their father and we may lose the house. I'm happy he isn't actually dead from the suicide attempts. I feel sorry for him, but also incredibly angry. Mr. Quote unquote, I know everything about drugs, fucked himself up completely, and may have fucked up the lives of at least three other people. How could he have been so, so, so stupid, so arrogant, so blind? I may forgive him, and he may recover, and we may get our lives back, albeit changed. But nobody knows for sure. The alternatives are pretty bleak, and I'm staring them in the face. It's like looking into a roaring abyss. Phenazepam did this. In the words of the Demotivators posters, brackets, Leaders, sometimes your only purpose in life is to serve as a warning to others. And Skunk Jar adds, Finaz is shite. One doesn't even need to go overboard with it to become so. Swim took around one milligram last night at 9 p.m. He didn't feel anything, so he took another milligram. Feels like Ativan at that point. That's the last thing he remembers. He woke up at 3 p.m. the next day to a... <laughs> he woke up at 3 p.m. the next day to a house that was utterly wrecked. A big pot on the stove that he dumped all his botanicals in, including 0.5 ounces of kava extract. I guess he was trying to make an entheo super stew or something. Not sure if he shut it off or if the wife did this morning. In looking in the fridge, it seems he went through a bunch of tequila as well. He remembers nothing past 10 p.m. This stuff is garbage. It is now 3.15 p.m. the next day and he feels like shit. Stay away unless you want to black out and act like a dumbass. And Dr. Gonzo returns to add... I still can't look at my reflection in the eye without wanting to break the mirror and I haven't been able to write in my journal since I learned about the incident. I honestly don't know why she went through with it. When I learned about it, it was a life-changing shock. Ten dollars of meth. I would have paid him back tenfold. I would have let him have his way with me, even though I'm not gay. I would do anything for this girl. When I told her she shouldn't have done it, she said she did it to protect our families because this guy knew where we lived. I said he wouldn't have done shit, not for $10. All she had to do was stop going through with this guy. But she continued to go through with him. I guess she likes her coke too much. For almost two weeks after she told me about it, she wouldn't answer my calls or respond to letters I wrote. The last thing I had said to her before those two weeks was, do you think you could ever forgive me? As I was driving her home from picking up some crack. Then she told me never to bring it up again and told me to pull over. I did and she jumped out of the car, slamming the door behind her. She was about 20 minutes on foot from her house, so I got out and asked her to get back in the car. She said she wanted to walk, so I asked her again, brackets, is there any way you could forgive me someday? She said nothing and kept walking. She got close to her house and I had to stop following. Her family probably hates me, and rightfully so. Not only I'm the one who quote-unquote got her on the needle and gave her a criminal record what they don't know is that what I've done has destined me for hell I'm an atheist but right now I'm in hell she talks to me now and again and I have a good time with her but I can't bring up the incident even to apologize about it she told me to never tell anyone so I feel guilty about <laughs> she told me to never tell anyone so I feel guilty even writing about it here but not being able to talk about it has been driving me crazy I never used to cry, but now it's a daily thing for me. If I ever show emotion around her, she'll either hang up on me or walk away. She brings up the incident fairly often, and I just have to let her vent because if I try to say anything, she gets pissed at me, even though I only try to apologize and say I wish there was some way to make it up to her. Now, whenever I do benzos or drink, she stays away from me. She doesn't do H anymore, which I'm so goddamn happy about, but she does a lot of coke slash crack. We used to split our money down the middle to get messed up together. But lately, I've found myself just making the journey, the wait, and paying for her to get her shot of white. And I like the coke rush and the tin train approaching feeling very much, but I can't afford to stay well on opiates, get her high, and buy any crack for myself. But I digress. It was my birthday on the 2nd, and she took me to the movies, which surprised me. It was the only birthday present I got. I was on my entire prescription of Clonopin, brackets, my script never lasts more than one day, 
some H and booze. I was able to get her smiling and laughing, even though the movie kind of sucked, and just seeing her smiling felt like the weight of the world was lifted off my shoulders. However, on the ride home, she decided to tell me some things about the incident. She told me the exact day it happened, the day before I tried to kill myself. I wondered why she didn't visit me in the hospital, and I finally got my answer. I also wondered why my best friend for over a decade, Carl, didn't visit me. I tried to commit suicide because I figured if I was dead, there was no way this asshole drug dealer would try to snake his way into the pants of a dead man's girlfriend. But I guess I was a day late, and my brother found me bleeding on the floor. So now I have six grisly scars over my arteries to constantly remind me of how I had the world, but lost it because I didn't show Phanazepam as much respect as it requires. I still haven't talked to my best friend Carl. He didn't even answer my call on my birthday, which is very unusual for him. I had never gone this long with my best friend avoiding me and my phone calls. Again, I finally got an explanation on my birthday. She told me that she had to go to someone for advice and went to my best friend. This made my heart sink. She asked him what to do, and I guess he said, quote unquote, I guess you have to take one for the team. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I, I still can't. My best friend abandoned me, gave terrible advice. Brackets. But, quote-unquote, take one for the team is insane. I don't want to believe he said that. And if there's one person I absolutely did not want to find out about the evil I had done, it was him. Now I'm guessing he doesn't consider me a friend. He warned me about the finazepam when I started fucking around with it because I explained it to him. It's almost completely pure and close to Xanax as far as MG for MG strength and close to Valium as far as effects. So I dropped off the girl at her house tears streaming down my face, but for the first time in weeks, she hugs me. It felt great, but I couldn't help but break down on her shoulder. I missed her embrace so much. This was basically my birthday present, a one-off. Things would never be the same. I've had... I've had insomnia before, but this whole episode has made it even worse. The only way I can sleep these days is if I drink myself or cry myself to sleep, and even if I remember my dreams, they're always about her. I feel broken. I'm a different person. I carry myself differently. I'm not as funny as I used to be. I feel less intelligent. Brackets. Though that probably has to do more with one. Totaling my car by running it into a tree stump at 50 miles an hour with a without a seat. <laughs> oh, man. Brackets. Though that probably has more to do with one, totaling a car by running into a tree stump at 50 miles an hour without a seatbelt, nor an airbag deploying for some reason, and two, getting beaten nearly to death by four cats as I was riding my bike late at night to this girl's house to deliver some aid because I was living at her house at the time and she asked me to. But nearly every obstacle or misfortune I've met this year, I feel is my atonement, no, my attrition, for the despicable thing I don't remember doing. Again, please respect this drug. Do your homework. Be careful. Then do your homework again before fucking around with finazepam. I still mess around with it. <laughs> because I try to do anything that can put me in a stupor so I don't have to constantly think about how I offered up such a beautiful person on a silver platter to be raped. She is the first person I said those three little words to, and I think she might have felt slightly the same way, but not anymore. I don't see how she can't hate me. I love her. And I'm so goddamn angry it makes me sick every day. You always hurt the ones you love, I guess. But not this much. I'm disgusted with myself. I'm still waiting to wake up from this nightmare, but every day it becomes more apparent that this isn't a dream. I'm just that much of a junkie burnout all-around druggie. I've told one person, this girl Lauren, and she says I beat myself up too much, and that the girl's kind of using what happened to use me like an ace up her sleeve. But I have to disagree. I deserve it all and more. I hate myself so much right now. I'm sorry this is such a long post. But this is the first time I've written about it since that last post. Swim. And we'll move from there to another thread in the drugs hyphen form. Again, in the drugs forum, subform drugs forum, subform downers and sleeping pills, subform benzodiazepines, subform experiences. In a thread started by Silver Member Scoutmaster, which Swim entitled Phenazepam. 
Respect is not enough. And it goes like this. This is a warning to all users of Finazepam in a non-lab setting. My monkey has read all the horror stories of the benzo blackouts caused by finazepam. He did his homework and decided to use a syringe with 10 milliliters 91% isopropyl to dissolve 50 milligrams finazepam powder. He made sure to wear latex glove and turn off all air current sources and proceeded to make a syringe of finazepam solution. Finally, after completion, capping off the syringe, marking it as 5 milligrams slash milliliters finazepam and successfully employed a test dose to a small cracker, allowed the alcohol to dry and consumed. I didn't get this benzo for recreation. It was procured as a come-down aid for stimulant usage or to abort a troublesome trip for those who wish to come down. Fast forward another week, a long-awaited batch of personally untried stims arrived at Swim's door. He and a few work buddies eagerly finished their shifts and Swim runs to grab his box of goodies from his desk. Brackets. I later decided this is where I possibly came into contact with finazepam residue that escaped wipe-up and headed downstairs to dose out 4-FMA, which was well-liked by all. Fast forward an hour and I remember going to the bathroom and coming out with my girlfriend in tears and my female acquaintance friends telling me that they were really worried at my behavior and how intoxicated I was looking. I wondered what the hell the deal was besides my girlfriend. These people had taken the same drugs as me. I remember little of that night. I thought the company had left early to a bar or something when in actuality they stayed in until 5 in the morning and apparently I was trying to goad people into snorting more drugs brackets a behavior I don't condone and just snorting massive amounts of the 4-FMA my girlfriend then said she was going to bed and the company was leaving at this point I said I would go to bed in a minute and went upstairs at this point I KO the gram bag of 4-FMA not really aware of what I was doing I find a second bag and start snorting it too I'm not completely sure of time frames but the second bag lasted until mid-morning when I'm pretty sure I plugged an unknown quantity of 5-IAI Later that afternoon, I vaguely remember opening my 500 milligram bag of methoxetamine, not sure if I weighed it or not, and just insufflated a large, large quantity. I do not know if I finished this bag or dumped the contents. However, I do remember receiving no effects from what I imagined to be a sizable quantity of methoxetamine, which frustrated me greatly. At this point, my poor girlfriend is back home from class and is obviously greatly concerned about my state of well-being. A few minutes later, I remember blacking out and falling backwards, penis just hanging out since I only had a towel on at this point. My girlfriend rushed to my aid and asked me if I was okay. I managed to reply satisfactorily, apparently, and then went to go take a shower. Brackets. I was told I was taking multiple showers that day. After one of these showers, I had another fainting spell and I was worried even through this obviously powerful benzo. Scoutmaster added 7 minutes and 59 seconds later. A little bit after this point, psychosis began to set in and I was seeing movement in my peripheral vision and disturbing imagery. I asked my girlfriend to grab my Finaz syringe so I could get some sleep and end this hallucination and I think I may have taken a milligram more and kind of just laid in bed all day. The amnesia started Friday evening and lasted until this afternoon when I couldn't recall what events had been happening since early Friday night. I eventually called around and strung together the shaky timeline of events. All in all, I am goddamn thankful to be alive. I am also glad I was choosing insufflation as my route for admin for those chems, or I am sure I would have died. I still believe every drug has its use, however. I don't think I will be seeing finazepam in my repertoire of tools any longer, though strangely still tempted to make a solution with much, much, much tighter control on cleanliness. And AMSU Jackal writes, I was recommended by a regular finazepam user to take a toothpick, lick the very tip, and get a tiny amount of powder on the very tip of the toothpick and suck on that. Wait two to three hours for another tip full if effects aren't what you want. They explained the dosage when you do that, brackets as long as you stay on the conservative side, would be around two milligrams. He says, if the resulting finazepam on the toothpick is half the size of a match head, shake off and try again, as most likely it's going to be 5 to 6 milligrams and way too much. And 
Phenoxide finishes the thread by adding, Toothpick heads are not a standard unit of measurement, and this is just over-elaborate eyeballing. Even if the doses look consistent by eye, the amount of material being picked up each time is going to vary substantially, regardless of whether the toothpick has been double-dipped. As the multiple train wreck experience reports suggest, this isn't one to mess with, folks. In addition to taking sensible precautions, brackets, e.g. not redosing, securely storing any leftover phenazepam to prevent unintentional redosing while intoxicated, it's important to measure the doses accurately. You wouldn't see us advocating people measuring out Bromo Dragonfly with toothpicks, and it's much the same here. Both drugs are active in the microgram range and pose substantial risks, albeit different ones, to health when overdosed. If you can afford finazepam, you can afford a suitable set of scales so that you can measure it out appropriately. And we'll finish this episode by reading a brief trip report from the Experience Vaults at Arrowhead.org and was titled, Three Day Dementia, Finazepam by Mercury and Aries. And it goes like this. Dose oral phenam farms phenazepam powder slash crystals. Oral ethylphenidate powder slash crystals. 2CI Nambi blotter tab. Body weight 120 pounds. As an avid research chemical user, I wanted to test out this phenazepam everyone was yapping about. I assumed it would be similar to benzos and produce a mildly sleepy feeling. So I took it after a stimulant binge to help me sleep. Mistake number one. I dipped my finger in the bag and proceeded to eyeball a very, quote-unquote, small, unknown dose. Mistake number two. What happened for the next few days was a blur, but I'll summarize what I remember. Went to the bank to try to open an account. Was denied for some reason I couldn't recall later. Ended up in an argument with my girlfriend about it. Ingested a whole gram of ethylphenidate over the course of a day. Brackets, or was it two days? I took it to combat the mental fog I was feeling, which I convinced myself was mad cow disease or another form of dementia. I was not sleepy or drunk feeling like expected. I was completely delirious, trapped in a waking dream state like a zombie. Fell face first into the bed after being told I shouldn't go check the mail alone at 3 a.m. Went and checked the mail anyway alone. Accidentally ingested an unknown dose of 25I-NBOME after handling some blotters. Not sure if I got it in my eye, swallowed it, or what. Proceeded to have intense open eye visuals and the usual shitty feeling I get from psychedelics. Knew I was tripping when Tupac's lips began quivering suspiciously on my music player. These were the most vivid, intense visuals I've gotten from any drug. Managed to go to sleep at the first signs of psychedelia. Overall, I lost about three full days of my working memory to a tiny dab of powder. After reading up on MK-Ultra mind control experiments, I believe phenazepam would have fit right in with the nightmarish drugs used in those tests. Brackets BZ and Ditrain come to mind. It is nothing like other benzodiazepines. I would fall asleep soundly for a few hours, then wake up not knowing who or where I was. Phenazepam is like those men in black sticks that erase your memory in a single flash. It's on a very short list of drugs I'll never touch again. Phenazepam. Not even once. Experience year 2012. Gender, female. Age at time of experience, 28. Added May 30th, 2013. <laughs> Well, I don't know about you, but I have a great place to buy finazepam, and I'm going to go for it, because it sounds like a great thing. I mean, surely I'll be the kind of person who can handle it. I don't know about you, but I've got a pretty good eye for how much tiny pieces of powder weigh. So, 
I don't think I'll be having these kind of experiences. But what did you think? Is this something that you want to try now? Is it something you have tried? Well, if you have, please let me know. Because, uh, or add it to the experience vault. They'd be probably even more helpful to the world. These stories are bananas. And I've just always enjoyed them. <laughs> uh, there was a big Phenazepam thread on something awful at one point. But too many people were just talking about being pulled over by the police. Because they were driving like they were drunk. And that they would pass all the DUI, like breathalyzer tests. The cops would be like, I don't understand. <laughs> You're obviously, something's going on. But too many people were getting in car crashes and being proud of not getting busted for it. So they shut that thread down because it was just too silly. I think it may have been banned in the UK. I'm not sure. But uh, I know it's still for sale. I don't remember. If I stopped paying attention to research chemicals a couple of years ago. So I don't know what is still uh, banned and what's not banned. But thank God for those chemists that just keep cranking out new and exciting drugs that haven't been banned yet. Because people love to put weird shit in their body, apparently. So dumb. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, what else is new in Lou Reed's land? Um, I just sent out a bunch of magnets. If anyone wants magnets, I just ordered a bunch of magnets. So I will be getting new magnets. And um, I, in theory, should be having some stickers in the next month or so. Just in time for Christmas? Who knows? And it looks like I will probably be putting a poster for sale up on Zazzle because I figured, even though I would make, I'll still probably make a dollar if anyone buys one, um, the hassle of buying a bunch of mailer tubes and stuff seems kind of cuckoo. And they'll still be pretty cheap, relatively. Cheaper than buying your Che Guevara poster at, on your college campus, you dirty communist. Uh, in other Lou Reed's news, I just recorded an interview with the podcast at gonzoplanet.com. I guess it's going to come out in two or three weeks, and I'll post on Facebook when it gets posted and link to it on the blog when that happens. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we talked for a really long time, and uh, many chuckles were had. And if you didn't catch it, I also did a guest spot on the F Plus again, uh, maybe two or three episodes ago. I should just link to that on the... I'll put a link up to that on the blog as well. Uh, it was also on the Facebook page. To summarize, magnets are coming. Magnets have been sent. If you want a magnet, remind me. Posters and stickers should be coming. Eh. Podcast interview at Gonzo Planet and the F Plus a couple of... Maybe a month ago. Whew. So much news. Other than that, not a whole lot. I was in LA for three weeks and managed to do nothing except work, and I got I had some free time. But uh, if you like League of Legends, you probably saw the whole uh, World's Finals, and I did the voiceover for the final event announcing the champions, and I'm going to... I'm going to just... Maybe I posted that already. I don't even know. I've completely lost my mind. I'm on Finazepam. Uh Let's wrap it up. This one's going a little long, so um, I hope you enjoyed it. More dumbness to come. My name's Lou. This has been Lou Reads the Internet, Finazepam edition, for you. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.